Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this evening, the first of our four-part gospel passion narrative, Mark chapter 14, verses 1 to 25. Jesus and the Passover. Jesus and the Passover. You remember the Passover, don't you? You know, the whole blood on the doorpost thing, right? What does that have to do with us right here and right now? What does it have to do with the passion of our Lord and Savior Jesus? Sometimes we fail to make the connections. We fail to see how God's Word is fulfilled. Exodus chapter 12. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat. You shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts, and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord." The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day. And you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations as a statute forever you shall keep it as a feast exodus 12 well you shall keep it as a feast a statute forever have you ever celebrated 
a Passover like the one that you have just heard in Exodus chapter 12? Take the lamb out and slaughter it with all of your other brothers and sisters in faith? Cook the lamb and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs? I haven't. More than likely, you haven't. So are we breaking God's word? God's word that says this is to be celebrated forever? We turn to Mark 14. People are doing what the Lord has commanded. They are preparing for the Passover. It's interesting how the different individuals and the different groups prepare. It was now two days before the Passover and the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, Mark 14, verse 1. Well, we know that before the Passover, you're supposed to get the lamb, you're supposed to make preparations, you're supposed to do all these things. People are preparing, right? Well, they're preparing all right. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to arrest him, Jesus, by stealth and kill him. Can you imagine that? People who claim to be children of God, leaders in the church, using the church as a cover-up to sin. That would never happen today, right? Rather than preparing for the Passover, they are preparing, they are plotting, they are scheming to murder Jesus. For they said, not during the feast, oh, maybe a tiny bit of piety? No. Lest there be an uproar from the people. The only thing that was cooling their jets on plotting and scheming against Jesus was fear of what the people might think. Fear that there might be a riot. The fear of the Lord with regard to their sinful plotting never entered their minds. Never entered their hearts. Our text continues with more preparations. We're a few days before the celebration of the Passover, and there is a family gathering. Jesus and his disciples are there. And while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, perfume, kept in a bottle, worth a year's wages, kept in a bottle that couldn't be opened and reclosed like perfume bottles today where you use just, just a little bit, you know, behind your ears. No. This was a one-time only thing. The only way to use the perfume was to break the top off of the flask. The perfume, beautiful smelling, 
evaporated quickly. It needed to be used and used right away. Why would this woman, as a part of her Passover preparation, break and use this expensive bottle of perfume? There were some that said to themselves indignantly, why was this ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. Some people prepared for the Passover by worrying about the actions of other people. Not looking at their own hearts, not looking at their own sin, but being more concerned about what other people do. Could never happen today, right? Our text goes on. Jesus said, leave her alone. Notice here, folks, notice. This woman does not stand up for herself. This woman does not demand her rights. This woman does not demand her day in court. She takes it. She bites her lip and she suffers the indignation of other people scolding her. But Jesus, Jesus defends her. Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you. And whenever you want, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. How did she prepare for the Passover? In faith. In faith, because she believed what Jesus had said. Time after time after time, Jesus predicted what would happen when he arrived at Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be betrayed into the hands of sinners. He will be beaten. He will be mocked. He will be crucified. He will be put to death. And three days later, he will rise again. Can you imagine this woman actually believed the word of God? She believed the word of God. Full well knowing this may be the very last time she would ever see Jesus. She gives her best. She anoints Jesus' body for burial. Why? Because her Passover preparation had the right object. Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Our text goes on and on and on with how people are preparing for the Passover. Then Judas Iscariot, who is one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray Jesus to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. Betraying a friend betraying a leader betraying your pastor your rabbi betraying 
your spouse, your parents, your children, your best friend. How easy it is. How easy it is to point at Judas. And how hard it is to think of our acts of betrayal in thought, word, and deed. Jesus tells his disciples, two of them, Peter and John, to go into the city, make preparations. Look for a man carrying a water jug. I always thought that was kind of crazy. Why is that in the scriptures? Well, who carried the water jugs? The women did. You see a man doing this, it would stick out like a sore thumb. He's the one. Go, make ready. Peter and John, securing the lamb. Slaughtering it. Preparing it just so. So that at just the right time, Jesus and his disciples would follow the word of God. Their preparations complete. They would celebrate the Passover. Jesus demonstrates his great love. His great love for Judas. His great love for all of the disciples gathered there that night. His great love for you and me. Jesus says, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. One of you who is eating with me. Why do you think Jesus said that? To show that he knew a secret that they didn't know? Well, of course not. Jesus is giving Judas one last opportunity to repent. To come clean. To end this nonsense of betrayal. Jesus, great love for sinners. Speaking the truth in love. Calling sinners to repent. God's call to repentance goes out not only during the 40 days of Lent, but God's call to repentance goes forth each and every day. God demonstrating His love for you and me and the entire world. God who does not desire that one single person spend eternity in hell. God who wants all people to believe the good news of Jesus and have everlasting life in His name. God will not give up as this call, this word, this proclamation goes forth. Jesus, at the end of the meal, not quite the end, but right before the closing hymn, all of the different courses have been served. The various cups of wine mixed with water have been drunk. Jesus does something that literally shocks the world. He takes some of the unleavened bread. He blesses and breaks it. He gives it to the disciples and he says, this is my body. 
given for you. He takes the cup, the wine, he gives it to the disciples and says, this is my blood, the blood of the covenant shed for you. My friends, Jesus fulfills the Passover. The slaughtered lamb, the blood on the doorposts, the unleavened bread, the wine, the hymn singing, Jesus fills it in his person and in his work. Every lamb or goat that was slaughtered for the Passover, every drop of blood that was put on the doorposts of the houses, every crumb of unleavened bread, every bit of it pointed forward to Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the Lamb of God who takes away your sin. Jesus fulfills the Passover. Jesus is the Passover Lamb. His body, His blood. Not, not to be repeated year after year as a memorial feast, but as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Forgiveness, life, and salvation is put into your mouth. It is pumping through your veins. As the Passover is fulfilled, every time we hear His Word and eat His holy and precious meal. Jesus, Jesus knew what lay ahead for Him. He was not tricked. He was not duped. Jesus willingly became the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Verse 21, for the Son of Man goes as it is written of Him. Jesus knows why He is there and His face is resolutely set toward an old rugged cross where he will bleed and die for the life of the world. My friends, we gather here this evening, part of our Lenten preparation, our, our extra Lenten preparation, these Wednesday evening services. How are you preparing to celebrate the Passover, the Paschal Feast, Easter? How are you preparing? Coming to church on Wednesdays and you don't normally come on Wednesdays? That's a good start. Having extra fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ between services? That's always a fun time and a good thing to do. How are you preparing to celebrate the Passover? Are you returning to your baptism each and every day? Draw, drowning and dying there with your sin and your passion and your greed and your evil lust to rise forth a new creation in Jesus Christ? Or are you plotting and scheming some evil dastardly deed? Are you worried about other people's behavior 
so you don't have to take a good look in the mirror at your own sin. Your own sin of thought, word, and deed. Are you so worried about the externals of the season that you forget that the Passover is Jesus? That Jesus is God's Passover lamb for you? My friends, these 40 days are an opportunity for us to repent and come clean. To confess our sin and to cling to the forgiveness offered in and through the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who takes away the sin of the world. Lent is not just a preparation for Easter. Lent is a preparation for life. The life of a baptized child of God where we learn to crucify our passions and our desires and to live in faith toward God and in love toward one another. May God bless our Passover preparations in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God which far surpasses all understanding. Keep our hearts, our minds, our lives in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.